Yep. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Tapcalf Transmissions, the only Star Trek podcast that only talks about Star Wars. It's a bold choice we decided to boldly make where no one had boldly made it before. I am mm-hmm. Corey, and joining me, as always, is my Eckhart's Ladder co-host, Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How you doing, Justin? Good. I feel like Star Trek fans have kind of been like second-class citizens for a long time now, so it's it's nice that we give them some some attention, <laughs> some I recognition. Guess. They've Some really, recognition, yeah. They've really been clamoring for that tap calf transmissions bump, yeah. Yeah, they've just been in the shadows in the uh, the tap calf umbra, but uh, but yeah, now they're out into the open. So are you saying that like sometime around 2012 they went into darkness and haven't been seen since? Yeah, in the darkness and into uh, light flares all at once. So yeah. tough place to be, but I'm glad they're they're back. So tonight our topic, our headline topic, is of course. Young Jedi Knights, The Emperor's Plague, but mm-hmm. we have, uh, there's a bit of news we could talk about first, and uh, anything else before we get into even that news that you want to you wanna bring up? Huh, I mean, there's been, it's been interesting. Have you been following this uh, Halo? So Halo Infinite was supposed to have its, uh, not really a beta. I'm, I'm a little concerned about Halo Infinite. Um, they're supposed to have their tech alpha or whatever today. And, like, for me, it's a little concerning that the game was supposed to launch in December, and they're just now, they're not even in beta yet, and it's supposed to come out this year. I don't know. For me, that's a little concerning. Um, but like, I think that just, just like, really depends on specific classifications. Like, I'm not that concerned mm-hmm. by what they said there, because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's really just about, oh, shit, that's why this is bad. Uh, it's really just about the, uh, yeah, the point in development. Rather than the quality of any assets, mm-hmm. there's probably just a couple things that still aren't done in certain areas, the, so they can't. The reason why say beta versus alpha. The, yeah, but I guess the only the reason why I was concerned is because they've been saying it's feature complete for a long time. Yeah. Like, which, if it's still if it's supposed to be feature complete, but they're still saying it's not in out of beta. Like to me, that makes it seem like there's a lot of bits that are just kind of still hacked on but i don't know who knows um yeah did you watch the uh the new gameplay they had i did not no so they had a thing yesterday because the the the, the alpha was supposed to start it's not an alpha it's a it's a technical preview or whatever and i guess the other thing that concerns me is like they can never ever give exact times for things like they can't give an exact time for when it launches the technical preview was supposed to start today and it's gotten pushed back and it's just like i don't know i'm just a little worried but and i watched the uh the gameplay footage they had and it just it looks pretty much exactly like halo 5 and i don't know like i'm still i'm i want the game to be really good and i'm still gonna i'm still excited like i didn't get in and i was sad because i was hoping to play it but um yeah i'm kind of surprised you didn't because like not from a like you should just be given everything standpoint but part of it was based on uh how long you'd been a member of waypoint and like you've been mm-hmm. you've been in there no yeah i've yeah i was also surprised because i like got the automatic invite to all the other flights yeah that was the other but, thing yeah but uh, anyway i kind of wish um, i had my original xbox gamer tag because that one would have been a waypoint member from way back in the day but now it's yeah. just a member since last week which is not enough. yeah mine is my original one i just i did a name change so it's been an Xbox member for a decade or whatever, or a decade and a half, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but it yeah, is. Yeah, so it'll it be is. interesting to see how that interesting to see how that turns out. Um, it's only a couple hopefully, days. Hopefully, right? is it the thirty first that it's supposed to end, or? Yeah, so it's until I think it's I think it ends Sunday evening, which is that the thirty first? Hmm. Yeah, or that's Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, and so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty short flight. We don't know if they're gonna go right into another one afterwards. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll follow that story more as it develops. Uh, we've got reporters mm-hmm. in the field. Well, we don't have reporters in the field. Unless Cole's thought you want to be our reporter in the field out there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so on the Star Wars side, anything catching your eye? I don't think we've been. I don't think we've had an episode <sighs> since the. Uh, since EA Play or the announcement that there wouldn't be any Star Wars stuff at EA Play. Mm. So that might be worth touching on. Yeah, I mean, I know like there were some people, Charlie, <laughs> who kind of like really built EA Play up and were expecting a lot. Um, I think we kind of talked about it earlier. I wasn't even really expecting yeah. a Fallen Order 2 thing. I thought it was maybe possible, um, but I wasn't really expecting Fallen Order 2 uh or anything i was a bit surprised that we didn't get anything at the other events for lego star wars we didn't get anything for um that mobile game that's coming up hunters um hunters speaking of mobile game we've been playing um pokemon unite pokemon unite and that's pretty fun so i mean if if they had a game that was three quarters that fun for star wars i'd be pretty pretty pleased to be honest like if they just put uh Star, what was it called? The the MOBA E game for Star Wars that existed. Force Arena. Force Arena. I just re-released that mm-hmm. and say it's a new. Yeah, game. that game was great. That game was great. Um, yeah, Force Arena or, I mean, that was like not quite a true MOBA. It was kind of like Clash Royale style, yeah. where you like it's half MOBA, half spawning creatures. So like, I think you would call it like a card game MOBA maybe, um, but it was super fun. But yeah, something like that would be amazing. It just, it seems like MOBAs have been so popular for like, what, a decade now? It's kind of shocking that like, there hasn't been anything yet. Yeah, there's, it's such a a ripe universe for making a MOBA. Mm -hmm. Just like, you got the characters, you got the species, like, yeah. You get the archetypes, like, yeah, this is a a, a Wookiee brawler. This is a, what are the snipers from Return of the Jedi called again? Um you ever see them? Uh, They're on the Mon Cal Cruiser. The, uh... From Return of the Jedi? Yeah. I don't, I'm not what sure what you called. Uh, Return of the Jedi Sniper. I think they're called, like... Are they called? Are they the Prune Face? The Prune Face? Prune Face. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. They're called Dresselians. Look it up. Never see, never noticed those guys? I, I just don't know what you're talking about. They're, like... I can't remember if you can actually see them. So they're in Return of the Jedi. I don't know if you can actually see them on Endor or just in the Home One room, but there are a bunch of these aliens that people call like hmm. the Scout aliens or whatever. And I don't like they're how this ne- works. Looks. Yeah, I, I I think they're. I think Pruneface is probably like their nickname when the uh, when the uh, toy came out. But yeah, I think that might have been act- actually their toy name. In fact, but. Yeah, so I, I would just I'd play the shit out of a Star Wars MOBA. I love MOBAs, so mm-hmm. Pokemon Unite was a natural choice for me. But uh, mm-hmm. if, if a Star Wars one came out, I would stream that probably mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, I just can't. Preferably not on Switch. on Switch. Yeah, like I'm really enjoying Unite. Um, I haven't got to play it in the past couple of days because I've been busy, but 
I still the switch is frustrating because everything just feels a little bit janky. Do you, <laughs> you have know a what pro I mean? controller? Because Slevered started playing it, and he was saying that playing it on the pro controller was just so much better than. I don't really have controller issues, especially since I swap my controls around a bit. My main issue is just like. I hate how, especially when you're in handheld mode, everything just feels a little sluggish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not I as guess like it's the, crispy. Probably the networking more than anything. Yeah, it's sit it, right it, it, next to your router. It is a bit better when it's in docked mode. I noticed that. I think you get 60 FPS in docked and 30 mm-hmm. um, in handheld. And 30 for a MOBA, like where you're doing lots of precise actions, can be, you know, not yeah. amazing. But, but yeah. Yeah, so. Star Wars and MOBA makes it's just it makes sense and like that's what we kind of joked about squadrons being a MOBA because it sort of was in a way yeah. I mean not not really but like it took like especially certain maps like um um what the sh- what was the shipyard Nadiri. yeah Nadiri with wow. with three natural it's lanes and a so long it's been so long yeah but yeah it, it did have a lot of MOBA elements and that's the mm-hmm. closest we've got to a Star Wars MOBA but mm-hmm. it's just you need more classes for it to really be a MOBA. But even yeah. Pokemon Unite, they've only got 20 Pokemon out right now, or 21, because Gardevoir yeah. was just released, and Blastoise is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the, the tutorial, and apparently, like, Squirtle's in there. Yeah, so Squirtle's, the, or War Turtle, I think, you fight. Yeah, so yeah. so there's that. Yeah. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Pokemon Unite podcast. <laughs> this has been a good first episode for us. Uh, yeah. We talked nothing strategy, nothing specific, but... Just kind of generalities. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, that's how we cover Star Wars books as well. At least the Young Jedi Knights books, which we will get to it. Don't worry. Uh, any other Star Wars news? I guess one of the big thing for this podcast is they laid out the final bits of Phase One of the High Republic, yeah. Wave Three, Phase One. Yeah, and it's not until January it that we get uh, that. Where's it? Wave book. One. Yeah, I think it's Wave Three of Phase One. It's kind of confusing because a phase is like how you measure parts of a wave so it's kind of anyway <laughs> um yeah so so phase one ends in um this is it, it's january right i think it's january where the next book's coming out the next book mm-hmm. like the full-length novel because there was just another star, is it star stars fall or something isn't that what it's called i think so that might be what the overall phase is called i'd have to look it up again mm-hmm. but uh i am a li- i was expecting it to be a before then like i was thinking maybe november or something yeah me but, too uh, me too i'm still looking forward to it like i really liked uh the rising storm which i think mm-hmm. the podcast episode calls it into the storm so that's really thrown me off so Oops. whoever whoever Did i do that one that, um, <laughs> probably me so I think you called it that on the podcast as well. Yeah, I think I, I think I did, like a million times. Um, listen, all these Star Wars names—they kind of just—I'm an old man, you know. Um, it is what it is. But so it comes out in January, and it's Claudia Gray's novel. So yeah. and there was just the another one of the young reader books released. I ain't reading it, baby. I'll watch the Star Wars Explained video on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I've we, been thinking about picking up. Uh, picking up the younger reader novels because they're they're still decently Mm -hmm. sized books and they seem to be pretty decent as well so yeah like the the what's it called the um, i'll probably wait for soft cover the 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 teen novels or whatever like those are or young adult novels like those are usually pretty good like even um what's it called lost stars is probably you probably consider it like a young adult novel because it's about 
you know, it's really just Alex had a pretty good video on this where he kind of talks about a young adult novel doesn't mean it's more simple, like simplistic in writing. It more just means like it kind of deals with certain themes. It's more like a genre than like yeah, anything coming else. Of age like stories, coming of age, exactly. Slice of life, um, coming of age. <laughs> well, yeah, no, what I mean, pro- probably not slice of life, like the opposite, because usually it's some big change. Well, the slice like, of life where you're coming of age, that slice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just that slice, just just the slice. It usually um, but, usually just means everyone's really fucking horny for some. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm expecting um, in book three of the High Republic. There's, there's gonna be some fucking, especially by um, oh, what's his name? Not. <laughs> well, she's gonna be, she's gonna be right in the fucking not Stellan Geos. What's the other guy's name? Um, uh, Elzar Man. Elzar Man, yeah, yeah. He's gonna, he's definitely gonna bust a couple in book three for sure. Busted. I'd put money on it. <laughs> I'd, I'd put money on it. Uh, <laughs> You don't disagree, though, right? No, I just... I wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, well, one of us is a man. The other's a man-child. It's me. Um, <laughs> for others... What else do we have for this? There was a lot, like, just thinking back of it. Um, there's also going to be a High Republic comic out. I'm not super interested in that. I haven't really been following them. I've heard they're okay, but yeah. I've never been a comic guy. Well, we've um, also seen the, the news that Lesser Evil is fully edited and has zero sardonics because mm-hmm. we got into some uh some oh spicy yeah Twitter drama in the last yeah let weeks. me just pull that thread up that was interesting um so we are p- perpetuators of this because it's it's correct but the the big um the big kind of thing among star wars fans who read a lot of uh thrawn stuff is that timothy zahn has a few words that he really likes to rely on one of them uh, is sardonic, and this is like one of those things where like you'll read a, a Thrawn novel and you'll just be like, man, like sardonic appear. I feel like this one word appeared a lot, and then like at least it was my experience. Then you look it up, and it's like thousands of people have said this. Yeah. So it's not like we're just falsely spreading a meme, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But anyway, let me. I'm trying to find the so thread here. The the way it started was uh, the editor, one of the Delray editors. Uh, who's pretty active on Twitter, posted mm-hmm. about being done, uh, being done the books, and then he made a joke about like the perhaps or the indeed count because that's another thing that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. So I said, uh, "How many sardonics are there?" And that's how. So that, oh, is that how it started? Yeah. So it was directed. Oh, at me. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It, it was he was subtweeting <laughs> funny. Me, me. But oh, okay. But. Uh, so you got subtweeted by a Star Wars. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, then they put out the tweet saying, uh, "I didn't realize that there's this misconception among fans that Timothy Zahn uh, uses sardonic too much, and is that the case?" And so he put up a list of how many times sardonic was used in Timothy Zahn's books, <laughs> and in uh, this is unreal. In like, Heir to the Empire and Dark Force Rising, it was fourteen, 14 each. each. Then in Last Command, it's three. In four. Is yeah. it four? It's I think it's three or yeah. four. Then oh, it, sorry, it kinda, he said four. It, it drops sorry. down after that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he was trying to play it off like fourteen times in two books yeah. is not a lot. And I want to be clear here: this isn't meant to be like an attack on them or. Oh no! Like, it's just every it's author friendly has a word that they'll probably use a lot. It just happens to be sardonic for Timothy's on, and 
it was just and same with Tom as well. This yeah. is just this is just friendly banter. We don't dislike the guy or anything. Yeah. So, so I went through. I was bored that afternoon, and I decided to look at because Justin replied to that tweet saying, mm-hmm. "I bet that's more than than every- any other Star Wars book afterwards combined." He said that's not that much, and I said, "Uh, I don't know. Like that seems like a lot." Oh, here I'll find the exact quote. I don't know. I think a dozen times in the first two books is definitely notable. I would bet those 28 uses are as much as all subsequent Star Wars books combined for a decade, which is what I said. And you actually, so I said for a decade, and Corey actually went way beyond that. And yeah. you looked at every, um, well, here, I'll, I'll just let you explain it. So I opened up my ebook reader, and <laughs> this I. This man's got absolutely no life. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had two hours free. I told you before I did it. Like, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. This man's free time is on life support. But yeah. <laughs> so I was, I opened up every ebook of every Star Wars book that takes place after Endor in Legends. Uh, doesn't include short stories, though. Probably accidentally does include, like, Elysia, anything that was part of yeah. the other ebooks. Mm-hmm. And I control F'd Sardonic in all of them and added up the counts uh, per uh just across the whole era across each author across each series and it's something like 24 across 74 other star wars books compared to 32 in the Thrawn trilogy 28 or compared to 28 time. in two books yeah so, so he he said why is this an oft repeated ans- uh, anecdote <laughs> because it's true um yeah he tried like to that- say that it was like because people just aren't familiar with the word, but like I'd heard the word before. Like, I've yeah, seen like I've, it's not, I didn't I, have to Google sardonically when, like, yeah, it just it shows up a lot. So that was fun, but yeah. But again, so he said, oh, go go for it. Oh yeah, so he continued by saying a lot compared to other Star Wars authors would be a more way of correct saying it. I, I will admit, I definitely rolled my eyes at that. Like, yeah, like it, so, it doesn't come up at all in Lord of the Rings at all in Harry Potter mm-hmm. like other fantasy even like mm-hmm. I, Asimov is the other one that gets that says it a lot and I couldn't find a searchable version I of stuff. I don't know I've read a lot of Asimov and it never like I've read obviously not all of Asimov's works but yeah I don't think know, anyone I've, quite I've uses giant... it as much as Timothy's on yeah so I said <laughs> I, I disagreed I said not a lot for Star Wars, a lot generally, I think, based on my fiction reading. And I actually am pretty well read, at least for sci-fi. Um, but if you can find a book of similar length that uses sardonically 15 times or more, I'll donate $100 to a charity of your choice. <laughs> and uh, he didn't respond, but I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. But again, this is not meant to be a criticism of him or Timothy Zahn. It's no, just, no, no. It's just like, all in good fun. We could uh, we could do the same thing to like Michael Stackpole and just look for the word sexy. And he'd use it more than uh, than every other Star Wars author combined, I think. Or oh yeah, he definitely used the word core in a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, but that's probably unfair. Yeah, I've been or reading. Ferret. I've been reading. Uh, I just finished the Swarm, the Dark Nest trilogy. I read it in a couple days, and like Corrin mm-hmm. and Kyle Katarn in those books are just like complete New Republic stooges. They just get their characters are pretty terrible in in those books hmm i don't actually remember that because the whole thing there is like uh the schism in the jedi order between like kip's side and Corin's side essentially 
where like it's still going on i don't i don't yeah, remember that still being a thing really it's not until written. legacy of the force where luke has started the jedi high council before mm-hmm. then it's just like the members of the advisory council and like cal omas in dark nest actually installs corin as the leader in luke's absence and Corrin's right like, okay well let's, let's do this it's like, oh my god mm-hmm. are the jedi exist to just serve the galactic alliance like, okay <laughs> and kyle katarn is basically the same thing for the three times he shows up in a book yeah and then he gets stabbed later on which is kind of cool um but yeah so that's fun um there's more to talk about too we still there's still quite a bit of news i mean we don't there's not really much to talk about for this book that's kind of why we're spending some time just covering because we also skipped last well i asked Corey if we could skip last week i was just to be honest i was just feeling a little burnt out um but yeah i guess the other big news we got would be about the casting do you want to talk about that the like leaked casting we can thron and ezra um yeah, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll give we, you guys a bit should, of... Maybe we shouldn't, because I don't know if, no? that, if people would count that as like a spoiler they don't want to hear. I'll give them a little bit of a warning, but I guess then they they can't come back if they don't want to. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we, 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 we can talk about it another day. All, all, all I will say, without how about we talk about it without mentioning any names? Um, two actors, well, one actor for each character, uh, were... I don't even really want to say the two characters actually, but well, didn't you it, just it, say them already? Oh, did I? Okay, I so so anyway, there's Thrawn and Ezra are obviously going to be in the new Star Wars shows at some yeah. point. Um, we can and... just, we'll just say all of it. If this is all not entirely confirmed, if you really don't want to know that those characters, we'll are be done talking shows, about it in like five. Go minutes. back a few minutes and pretend you didn't hear it. Yeah, but, yeah, just whatever. It's, so the 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 actual actors for Thrawn and Ezra were leaked by a pretty reliable site, and there's been kind of some further stuff. No big confirmation yet, but it does seem likely that Lars Mikkelsen, who played Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels, yeah. and physically is a pretty good choice for Thrawn. He's definitely probably my top five, just yeah. on, looks, on looks alone, really, especially now that Thrawn's a bit older. Um, so Lars has been uh, linked to Thrawn, and I forget the other guy's name. He was the the kid who played Aladdin in um, in the uh, Aladdin movie Tron, uh, <laughs> Tron from Tron Two. But um, <laughs> I, I watched a few interviews with him, and he's super likable. Uh, I think he'll be really good as Ezra. Do you know his name, Corey? Um, uh, it's Masood, isn't isn't that his last uh, Mina name? Masood. Mina Masood, yeah. Um, and yeah, he, I think he's, he's a really good choice yeah. as well. I actually watched the live action Aladdin. Uh, mm-hmm. so don't hold that against him. <laughs> yeah. It, no, he was, he was fine in it. Like, yeah, he was not the problem with that movie. <laughs> no. Um, was that a John Favreau movie? I know he does a lot of the live action. I don't know. But was Dustin Dawson... movie and then move on with my life? Yeah. I mean, like he did the Lion King, which made like a, a boatload of, mo- of money, but wasn't really critically well received mm-hmm. um rosario dawson she didn't quite confirm it but she basically shared something on her instagram story kind of people celebrating it mm-hmm. um because like you know disney like it wasn't 100 percent certain they wouldn't choose a white guy to play ezra yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah who who was your kind of thrawn um 
I've always, I think we talked about it before, and I think I said Lars Mikkelsen back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. He was, like, I had, like, I liked him in Rebels. I would have been perfectly Mm -hmm. happy with him continuing it. I think I said, uh, I might even have said, like, no, I I didn't say Mad. I said any Mikkelsen I would have been happy with was my. It's the cheekbones and the face. And even, like, yeah. Uh, Either that or Sean Connery, I would have been okay with Sean Connery. Sean I Connery. actually really like the Sean Connery one too. Um, I was joking, but okay. I no, I actually I I think Sean Connery looks like him. The voice wouldn't have worked at all, <laughs> but um, I had a few. I said the. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Um, yeah. Uh, Charles Dance. I was yeah, Tywin Charles Lannister. Dance would be good for like old Thrones. Any Imperial, yeah, or old Thrawn. Um, it's kind of shocking to me that he's not made his way into Star Wars yet, um, because he's such like a good imperial like uh character yeah, and i can see him like maybe having been krennic instead but i don't know yeah i i don't know i think i think he'd look work really cool as like a post endor um like imperial holdout just because he's got that like cool comp i mean maybe i'm i haven't watched too many movies with him so maybe i'm going purely off his tywin lannister character but i mean tywin is basically like in, in imperial so i think there's um, there's a thing with star wars especially now where like they're trying to make so much that they can plan on making more of that putting someone mm-hmm. uh in a title character role they're probably not casting someone that's over 60 because mm-hmm. they probably want to have everyone in a major role be around for at least like like no you're probably on right. having them available for 10 years and not retiring or possibly dying mm-hmm. uh so, like, the earliest that they would have really been able to cast Charles Dance for anything, he probably would have been 70, because he's 74, 75 now. Yep. And, like, I, I think they they just want someone that they can have for to suck the soul out of for years to come. And I'm not saying yeah, well, that, like, anything's going to happen they get that, Dance, Once but, they get that digital, uh, once they get yeah. the deep fake perfect, that won't even be a problem. Um, oh, shit, I had a... I always liked Paul Bettany. He was kind of my choice, but obviously... Yeah, I wouldn't have hated him either, but he's, he's too young. He's in the... For... Yeah, and he's in the universe already. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, that... It wouldn't be the first wouldn't... time Paul Bettany got to play multiple characters, though. So Was he somebody else in Marvel? Well, he was technically just the voice first, and then he became the Vision, so... Oh, but but isn't that the same like continuous? Technically, it's the he, same character, yeah. Yeah, but I think he yeah, actually okay. did play someone else first. Hmm. Uh, let's see. There's someone who ended up playing two roles in at least the MCU. Or there's a few characters that swapped roles, didn't they? Like from the early Iron Man movie. Well, there was the Hulk. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because there's the whole Don Cheadle thing. Oh yeah, Don Cheadle. He was—I uh, forget who it was that he played his character before, but Don Cheadle was a better choice. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name? I forget the guy, but yeah. So that's a lot of kind of interesting um, stuff there. We, I also kind of just allude this too, but another one of the big stories recently was about the deep fake. Uh, the guy who did the the Luke fix, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't want to say I, I think. People really over exaggerated a lot of yeah. what he did. Not saying he not saying he didn't do a great job, but like people online were like, 
the guy who like this is the big article I saw that that like you know how Twitter when something's trending it will like choose one article and lead off with it. It was like yeah. the 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 YouTuber who put or the YouTuber who embarrassed Lucasfilm or something like that. When like I do think that the guy's name is Shamook. Um, I do think he improved on the Luke deepfake. Um, however, his work and not to take anything away from him at all, his work is based off the the base that ILM provides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I didn't realize like how much this guy was doing. Like I kind of figured he was just running it through some software that was kind of like you know widely available. But it turns out this guy is actually like quite a ex like an expert in the field and like he was writing papers and stuff about what he was doing yeah so another way you could put the story is that like lucasfilm also hired a top talent in the industry because i looked at his job posting and like he wasn't brought in as like some low level like visual effects engineer he was brought in as like senior like engineer for something you know what i mean so yeah. So he wasn't just some like some 14 year old kid running things through an instagram filter like which is kind of what the story feels like sometimes but yeah. yeah yeah i think it's easy to lose sight that like for all the resources any given company has when it comes to specific expertise that's not mm -hmm. something you can just directly pay for or throw a bunch of people at no for sure and i mean especially like this where they're definitely trying to uh, innovate like in this area and like i think disney's really the only one who's been at least doing well, I guess not the only one because we saw it with like Jeff Bridges before, but like Disney's doing it more than anybody else. Well, it's easy like to say that when Disney agent. just buys everyone. So <laughs> yeah, there's true. that element of it. Disney who puts out 40% of all movies. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. like ILM has always been a huge innovator in yeah. pretty much every element of movie technology. And like that's been true before. That was true with up to the Mandalorian and now with uh, the volume. So like people think about, oh, the job of Lucasfilm is like the entire board of directors just sits around and writes the scripts for whatever movie or book. Converts I people into leftists. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, like ILM, the, there's so much technical stuff behind what Disney bought with Lucasfilm that goes mm -hmm. way beyond any specific story narrative. Mm -hmm. No, totally. You're right. Um, uh, that makes sense. Any other big news we should mention? There, I had something, but I com completely slipped my mind. I'm sure I'll remember before the uh, before the episode ends. I, I think that was pretty much it. Um, uh, well, actually, the Thrawn Revenge team has just been acquired by Disney. I've just found it. <laughs> Are you serious? That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, uh, they sent us a cease and desist. There was something. Yeah. So there is something I do want to bring up. Where uh, recently the Tie Fighter Total Conversion mod for X Wing Alliance was released. Oh, yeah, and okay. It's really well done. Uh, but the specific thing I want to talk about uh, is something I've seen coming up around it where a lot of people seem to, seem to be bringing up the idea like, oh, this is just going to get shut down. Mm -hmm. Why are people talking about this? It's just going to get draw more attention to it. But like Lucasfilm has always been perfectly fine with mods and like Empire at War got the patches it did recently because Petrolyph, the developers of Empire at War, worked with Disney and got the patches out for that like mods have never been a thing that gets shut down and even though this is like recreating tie fighter missions in a newer game it's still a mm. mod like it, it was i don't think it's ever been at risk for that so this is yeah. a this is a mod that recreates the original 1994 tie fighter storyline in the 1999 game x-wing alliance which is 
uh, has another mod called X-Wing Alliance Upgrade Project, which modernizes it a lot for anyone who's not seen any of that. Yeah. But, like the other KOTOR remake, Project Aperon got shut down. The Battlefield or Battlefront 3 thing. There's a Rogue Squadron one as well. Yeah, like standalone remakes of games do tend to get shut down or standalone fan games do tend to get shut down. But mods have never really been a problem. And I think people point to Aperon as being uh, the KOTOR one as being a mod, but it was that was never the case. It was a standalone Mm. game that was potentially going to look for files to see that you had KOTOR installed, which was it's not a mod. No. And I mean, part of it, too, is like it's basically the question. And this is kind of the crux of a lot of copyright law. Like, are you making something that could possibly replace something that we might put out? So, like, for example, we covered this on X2. You see people making little remakes of elements of Dark Forces, for example, where they will remake a level from Dark Forces, um, where you really see Disney and Lucasfilm step in is where someone's like, I'm going to remake this entire game because, you know, that's where you're starting to perhaps take money off Disney's table. Yeah, Um, that's more that's more a question of like when they're likely to step in. Technically, they'd have the right to shut down any mods they wanted or anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And like probably our jobs wouldn't exist if they didn't want them to. Because mm-hmm. uh, the vast majority of what we do isn't like it doesn't fall under fair use. It falls under what do they think is worthwhile to allow to happen for PR for the company. Are you really talking about like, modding? Uh, modding and also just a lot of what happens with uh, with lore videos and stuff. Like even just throwing up the images we use a lot of the yeah. times. That would be of like if someone really wanted to pursue it, probably not legal. Like they'd probably end up winning. But you could argue it, but yeah, but yeah, like Disney is absolutely terrible for copyright law, but mm-hmm. uh, usually with fan projects, when they acquire companies, they continue the policies that the companies they bought have uh, brought up. And Lucasfilm has pretty much always been really good about fan projects. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so like mods have never been a problem. Standalone games have been a problem, but like, Generally, when stories have come out about like Star Wars stuff getting shut down before, it's something to do with music that's been the real problem because Sony controls that and Sony is much worse than Lucasfilms. Like, yeah, Disney's the reason that American copyright law is absolute trash, but Mm -hmm. Lucasfilm isn't, and Lucasfilm has largely been allowed to continue how they always have. Yeah. Um, No, you're right. I will say, when it comes to videos, the ones that would really um get hit on get hit like struck down the most and that you probably couldn't even argue are the ones where um it's just like the comics like a new comic comes out and all the you know a lot of the big star wars channels will basically summarize it with pictures yeah uh like th- those would be gone pretty much instantly because they're not transformative they're a replacement for buying the comic like i think the videos you do for example like a lot of them like i don't think you'd have much much art to argue against it um yeah I think you you could argue it because even though you're operating their universe, it's basically a you you know it's it's a criticism of it or a commentary on it. But yeah, I, I agree with what you say about fan films too. Like, so like I did my one Battle of the Dreadnoughts, and I mon- I monetized it, and I know people were aware that it existed because 
I'm almost certain that Disney is aware of any Star Wars video that comes out that gets over 2 million views. Um, it's like where you start to run into problems is when you start to use Star Wars music or when you start to, you know, use a certain amount of footage that they don't think is kosher. Like they've always been cool about letting people work in their universe. And they even um, will have, um, they used to, I don't know if they've done too many since Disney uh, purchased Lucasfilm, but they even used to uh, do film competitions, fan film yeah. competitions where they would provide, you know, blaster sound effects, which you can use. Now you probably couldn't monetize those, but you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Like there was a thing uh, long before the buyout where for one, I think it was for one of those competitions or it was just a YouTube video that someone put themselves up playing the Imperial March or something uh, like their own performance of it. And that person got invited out to Skywalker Ranch to meet with like mm-hmm. George Lucas invited them. And mm-hmm. then Sony tried to turn it into an issue because it was their music. Mm-hmm. So like that's always been the biggest sticking point with Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... And that's the thing about the music, too. It's, like, the music... Like, when a big film, especially, like, Star Wars back in the day, which, you know, it was distributed by Fox, produced by Lucas, or... I I don't know all the details, but then you have the music distribution rights to one company or two companies. So it's, like... Like, if, if... Before the Disney buyout, if I were to put, you know, three videos out and one had some episode four uh, content, I would know that, okay, Fox used to be, before they were purchased by Disney, they used to be much more strict with how much content you could use. So I knew at like 20 seconds, if I went any longer, I'd get auto-flagged. Whereas any of the other Star Wars movies, I was fine for 30. But uh, you also kind of know that you can't use even five seconds of music because like the people that own the rights, the distribution rights to the music, they'll claim you right away. Um, so I think that's probably a good comparison. Yeah. So short version, TIE Fighter Remastered is a mod. There's no reason to believe it would get shut down based Mm -hmm. on all the history of every other mods. It's not a standalone game. It's not like Apron. It's not getting shut down. But yeah. yeah. And it's not in their interest to either, because there's going to be people who are going to buy X-Wing Alliance. Just like there are people who buy. Yeah. Like Halo used to be a much worse thing where anything Halo used to get shut down, mods included. You couldn't mm-hmm. do anything in... Until uh, I got their, uh, whatever it was called, the game usage rules or whatever. Yeah, and a big part of that was like Red versus Blue working with them so much and Rooster Teeth mm-hmm. kind of paving the way for cooperation with Microsoft on fan creations for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now Halo is probably one of the most forgiving and most supportive of fan creations, probably even edging out Star Wars a bit where they're a bit more active. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but they used to be shit. Yeah. Um, like how they work directly with Sins of the Prophets and stuff is cool. Um, but I am, I'm also thinking that even this music, uh, the way music is treated when fan creations is going to change. Just like you, you hear about TikTok. And like for those who don't know on TikTok, you basically can take a popular song and you can do a dance to it or whatever. Um, and people are realizing that the songs that become popular on TikTok... Like you can read articles about it, they they'll basically they're basically guaranteed yeah. to chart. Um, so I think that that platform has probably shown a lot of these kind of, you know, ancient dinosaurs that like it's good for people to be 
consuming your music, especially now where people don't have to buy albums. Most people have Spotify now anyway. Um, and yeah, artists do get paid per playback, but like, I think people are realizing that not to be one of those, oh, exposure, whatever, but I think people are realizing that some degree of, you know, having people use your music is probably a good thing. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it comes down to like shifting attitudes among the rights holders on what what's worth letting people do. And mm-hmm. uh, like Nintendo is another good example of this where they have to be dragged mm. feet first into just like Let's Plays have always like a lot of companies realized 10 years ago it's good to let Let's Plays happen because... They now they'll pay people through story. Twitch yeah. bounties. And yeah. it, a lot of like game marketing or game company marketing departments would say, if you're not including YouTubers in your marketing strategy, you're an idiot at this point. Whereas Nintendo, as recently as like four or five years ago, if you mm-hmm. were going to do a Nintendo game, including like uh, Pokemon, which is kind of a... It's not even necessarily first-party Nintendo, but you would have to sign over 50% of your revenue for the entire channel to Nintendo. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. And there was still limits on what you could do. But yeah, which is dumb. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a great comparison where it's like the more kind of it's like they're starting to get it with movies. Star Wars gets it. Like it's good. Not saying that Star Wars needs YouTubers to survive because it 1000% no. doesn't. It's the other way around. That Most being said, it's free advertising. Yeah. Yes. And like, Especially when it comes to like people have bought comics because you or I have talked about them, um, or you know it's it, it's it's exposure, um, and you know that's what these big people need, especially in you know current year where everything is available. It's not like you've got one movie at the theater you can see, and it's Star Wars. It's like yeah, you can go to the movie theater and watch Star Wars, or you can stream this fucking indie film that's released for free. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, should we talk about this book for like five minutes? Yeah, they end the diversity lines, blow up the storehouse. Thanks for coming, everyone. Yeah, so this book was. You said you disliked. Did you say you disliked it? It's not that I dislike it. It's just it's definitely not my favorite of mm-hmm. the ones we've done. It almost feels like it could have been a chapter at the end of the last one for how much actually ends up. It was very plot movie, um, like it. It, like it had a lot to a lot of plot to move um and that's kind of all it was it was just a lot of action and, and it, the action's always kind of the weakest part of these books in my opinion yeah well like the i haven't been a big fan of zek and Raynar as characters and i've generally felt the zek stuff other than when he was at the shadow academy actually kind of detracted from the more recent mm-hmm. books and especially when i'm like i'm reading this at the same time as having just finished Dark Nest Crisis. I don't even really like Zek in those. I like Raynar in those. I think kind of what happens to him is a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. But the books, the last one and even this one, have become a lot more... Uh, a lot more just about Zek and Raynar. And mm-hmm. I, I think it kind of suffers from that. Like, Loi, Tanelka, Jaina, and Jason are really off to the side here. And yeah. they're, kind of, they're kind of what you're here for. Yeah, I agree. That that was a weakness. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this arc. Uh, I did kind of miss the not not like the last one was carefree, but it was a lot more focused on the characters, and it was a lot more kind of spending time at the temple and learning training or in training, which is something I missed in this one, where every kind of story they were out away from Yavin, 
Um, like the 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 first one was kind of more Harry Potter style. That that's kind of a comparison you can make to these books, although they're probably for even younger readers. Yeah. Um, but I think it's better when you know they're also learning new force powers or whatever else, um, or progressing as Jedi as they're on their adventures. And these ones, they kind of just are fighting the diversity alliance the entire time. Yeah, like I didn't mind the overall plot so much as just disliking the characters that ended up kind of front and center with them, which are mm. uh, just Raynar and Zach essentially. Uh, so I guess we yeah. should do a quick, uh, a quick synopsis. So, so it starts off with more more nudity. Yeah, everyone's getting out of their back to tanks at the end of the. Yeah, it's like... the last... I, I don't think they were nude. They're in underwear. I think. Yeah, well, at one point it describes one of them as having as... I forget the exact words, but that's something I'm noticing a lot in these books, though. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> a lot of describing of them as having like, uh... not naked skin, it's like... Let me see if I can find the text here. Um, but yeah. It's like Luce is walking around naked, it's like there's no privacy getting out of the back of tank. Of course she is. But she's got a human upper body. She's a centaur. But if someone got... if someone sits on a horse and they're naked, they're no longer naked, Justin. But most female centaurs in other media don't have their boobs out. You don't know that. They're usually covered in like some furry mossy stuff, essentially. That's true. They don't... Have you ever seen a, a centaur wearing a shirt? Yeah, Lusa in the other art after this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always describing them as having bare skin. It's like uh, he got at the back of the tank and his bare skin. It's like, yeah, man, these these are kids. <laughs> um, kids but I, I I do think they're they're kind of enjoying or they're kind of doing a good job progressing like the romance. Although, so the 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 big takeaway from this is we finally get the uh, the Tenelkad Jason Smucherino at the end. Yeah, there there is no they didn't do anything in the book. Jason Tenelkad mm-hmm. basically weren't in the book until that point. Jason yeah. like drops down the windscreen on the rock dragon <laughs> and makes some funny faces. That's uh, that was funny, but other than that, like Jason gets maybe one line, Jana gets a couple, and it's mostly mm-hmm. telling Zach to like not tell her what to do. Which mm-hmm. good for you, Jana. Zach, you're kind of a sanctimonious prick now. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And Zek now will be back joining the uh, the Jedi Temple as well. So, yeah. so the plot of this book basically is that um, they find uh, Raynar's father. He dies at the end of the book, but he leads them to the Emperor's storehouse. They tr- try to go in and blow it up, um, but of course the Diversity Alliance follows them. Uh, thankfully, they're able to get a message out to the New Republic. The New Republic fleet shows up and engages the Diversity Alliance fleet, which has also followed them uh, in a big space battle. And Jaina and Jason and the kids don't actually manage to destroy the base, um, but they get out in time, and it's slagged, yeah. I guess. And Nola Tarkona, of course, uh, is exposed to the virus while she's in there, because it turns out the Emperor's Storehouse not only houses this specific uh, anti-human virus, but is basically also um, possessing viruses for pretty much every species in the galaxy. Yeah, I think it even has a sample of the Krytos virus. Yeah, it did. I noticed that. That was kind of cool. Um, so, has the Krytos virus. So There's also... It's, so at the start of the book, Jaina, Jason, and... Uh, 
Lusa and all of them are, mm-hmm. are giving a talk in the New Republic Senate. They're testifying that the Diversity Alliance on Ryloth is doing some pretty not epic stuff. They're engaging mm-hmm. in slavery at the Rill Mines. They are uh, just violently assaulting people, holding people just, against Just their not role. epic. Like, we yeah. don't need a good... Yeah, yeah. Just not good stuff. And uh, some of the senators were like, well, actually, it sounds like you violated their local laws and you got... Uh, <laughs> States' you got rights. A, yeah, you got, a, you got a punishment. And then you broke out before your punishment was done. It's like, these kids are 14. I think there's usually... I don't know. The, it's not a very yeah. centralized state, so who knows how the no. local justice systems are actually carried out, but... Barbaric. Yeah. Barbaric. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, so th- I guess you didn't really say anything to agree with, but yeah, that's a good summary. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they, they did do yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that was it, part it, of the book. It do be like that. <laughs> well, they... We should talk about how the Diversity Alliance was able to cover this up, because like when the... When the UN investigators got there, they just did this thing that I think other states should try in the real world, where they just took them somewhere else on a guided tour, mm-hmm. and then they finally were like, "Okay, let that's that's fine. Let's go uh, maybe UN inside your facilities and see where stuff might be going wrong." And the Diversity Alliance tries the uh, the age old tried and true slap a different label on it on the boxes, and that's how you get past any weapons inspectors. Yeah, including a Jedi Master, but. So, uh, although Sira, it does fool him, it's only really Lusa that knows. It's uh, it's Sira that actually. Sira, like, sorry, I'm yeah, gonna punch through this Sira. box, and there's weapons in it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, Luke was Luke was just happy to see them load up all these medical supplies, going to an undisclosed location, and yeah. like, oh no, we don't. I know this is an investigation, but we don't need to look in those boxes. It says medical supplies on it. Well, yeah, I believe Luke says it is what it is and was ready to leave. <laughs> well, girls, it do be like that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. What do you what do you think about Zek as a character from here on out, though? Like, I feel like he ends up in kind of an arrested development situation where his defining character traits are solely being uh, upset that he used to be a dark Jedi for two young reader books where he doesn't really do any damage. <laughs> and then he's in love with Jaina forever. Like, there's nothing else that happens, and Kip Durin steals all of his potential plot points. You're missing one. He's got he long hair. He does fuck a bug. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, that, he's, no, he's that's got... what I, that's countered in Kip Durin stealing all of his plot points. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I, I don't mind that, because I think it's better than Star Wars characters feeling like they're just different characters with the same name, which definitely happens sometimes. Different characters. Uh, yeah. It's it's good that he's consistent, I guess, but he mm-hmm. he kind of sucks consistently. So is that better? Yeah, I think so. I think it's better than like like Kyle Katarn is a character where like sometimes it feels like it's a, it's a character they just named Kyle Katarn. You yeah. know what I mean? That's almost um, every book he shows up in. He just mm-hmm. he's not Kyle Katarn anymore in any identifiable way. Yeah, so I'm I don't, I'm happy that he at least has a kind of continuous story. Ooh, I did notice something else in Darkness that's not even slightly relevant here. But, uh, well, I guess it is because Jedi Academy. But there was a mention in either Darkness or at the end of the Yuuzhan Vong War where they talk about how Korin had taken an apprentice that no one else had met. Uh, hmm. And it's Raltharon, the guy who gets name-dropped and sounds like an audio bug in Jedi Academy when they're, like, assigning wow. the, the Padawans. 
Because I always wondered okay. what that name was and if that character ever existed or was cared about again. But it does come up again. Rautheron gets a name drop. Hmm. Good for him. I don't know. I've completely forgot about that. That's like in after the first level, right? Like yeah, after you when get you're into all, the... When, yeah, when you're all standing. After in you the, get in. Yeah. Because like Luke's saying, we're going to pair up the Jedi mm-hmm. uh, before Jaden and Rosh get assigned to Kyle. He says, Corrin, Rautheron. And it's, I always yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. a, an audio bug. But it's mm. the guy's intended name, and he, he comes up. So it sounds like you might have some Wikipedia editing to do. Is he not? Is Rautheron not on Wikipedia? I don't know. I mean, hold on. I'm not sure. I didn't even think to check. So usually I, I just go and check it sardonically. But. Oh, he's got a Wikipedia page. Here we go. I'm going to play it. Uh, you probably won't be able to hear it. Okay. But. Uh... So, Rautheron, you will be assigned to Master Horn. <laughs> That's my Jedi Academy, Luke. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it. Oh, man, there's a scene in Jedi Academy after your character gets, like, knocked out where it's just Kyle Katarn's hand. Like, he's he, like he's standing over you, and he leans down, and he's just like... Just like oh, all you can see is him, <laughs> his face, like, swooping in towards you, and it's, like, the last thing you'd ever see before, like, your fucking organs are gone. Before you lose a kidney i was gonna see if i can find it we'll look at it we'll look at it after but anything else you want to talk about this book we should are we gonna skip questions or are we gonna try to get some questions uh, as well? yeah like i we we see the end of the of the diversity alliance raba does make a choice at the end that she's gonna take uh sort of she's gonna take <laughs> nola away and she's kind of upset about the fact that nola was willing to kill all the people uh she, so she doesn't really get with it though does she like I, th- I think she does. She kind of deprograms herself, and not as oh, much, no. but she's she's got some room to grow, which is why I'm glad she shows up in future books to talk about her choice. And uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, she's she's gone oh, yeah, forever. No, she's gone. <laughs> she tells Slowy, "I'll find you," and then <laughs> guess what? She doesn't do. She crashes when she's uh, trying to leave that planet that she buries Noah yeah. on. Yeah. So does she come up again? I think she gets mentioned. Nope. Yeah, she's mentioned in Trouble on Cloud City, and uh, she does not, in fact, find Loey. So I'm pretty sure that from this story, all of the uh, the, the stories are kind of self-contained. I'm not sure, but I think it's just kind of... Because we've got three separate... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, let me send you something on Discord so you can see that. Uh, I just found the clip. I was looking <laughs> while you were here. I think I know the scene you're talking about. I can picture... <laughs> the girthy body of Kyle Katarn over me in my mind's eye. It's not like, I think I linked to the moment, but it starts at like right at 540. <laughs> Why does he do that? It's so long, too. <laughs> it's just like his giant fucking fist. Just like, and it's just like, it's. it would be fine if it was like half as long as it was but the scene just holds for like tim and eric yeah. levels of like uncomfortable <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's doing a four oh. scan there i put it in chat yeah, the Tron, time i think just got it as well. oh nice thank you but uh but yeah so I, I don't think there's really much else to talk about here i think the next three books there are more things because it is a bit more focused on the characters here it is just wrapping up mm-hmm. those storylines Raynar's dad dies, but I for some yeah. reason I thought he lived through this and then died off screen in the Yuzon Vong War or something else. But no, he dead. It's fucking wrecked. 
Uh, but yeah, so enjoyable arc though. Uh, I think we both liked the first arc a little bit more, but yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Does anyone else actually die in in the books, other than the Lusa. explosion off screen of the? Oh no, Lusa dies eventually, but not in the Young Jedi Knights books. Mm. Is it just? Oh yeah, the uh, no, the Trandoshan. Right, or the uh, the wolf, the Shistavenin. Is it? I I thought it was the Trandoshan that Loie was fighting. Oh, I yeah, I think he dies. Yeah, Loie puts him out the yeah. Uh, airlock. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Wolfman dies before. But like characters that yeah. you're actually meant to care about, I don't think anyone. No, dies not really. This. Even Brachus gets. Well, he gets exploded in the academy. Yeah. So okay, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. All right. All right. There's there's a that's the end of the diversity lines arc. Yeah, so maybe we'll save the questions for next time. Um, I do put my kid to bed, and we got another thing to do soon. Um, we can do two. Instead of focusing so much on uh, news for the next Young Jedi Knights book, maybe we'll just do two kind of episodes worth of questions. Yeah, we'll do... Uh, we won't do the news. We'll just do Young Jedi Knights mm-hmm. and questions. We'll talk about Young Jedi Knights at the start of the podcast. I feel like uh, some yes. of the negative reviews for this one will be from us uh, doing the... Well, I'll, I'll title it differently. Yeah. But yeah, so that is going to do it for the episode tonight. There was something else I was going to say, and I'm trying to delay. Next episode, we are doing um, Black Fleet Crisis before the storm. Mm -hmm. That'll be next Thursday. Uh, Be there or be a Dornian gunship. Ooh, don't want to be that. I guess. Right, so in right, half good. an hour, we're going to be talking about the. Uh, we're going to be on the X Two podcast. Ek has a a special surprise for us. Oh, it's so good! It's the best piece of content I've ever produced, or had a help in. I'll say that because it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big surprise. All right, well, that's going to be over on YouTube.com/slash/X Two. Hopefully, we'll see you there. If not, have a good week. Enjoy reading some storms before they happen. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. everybody.